Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here at uh, Boston Connect. I have um, my team members with me tonight, Melissa Wallace. Hello, hello. Hello. Glad to have you, as always. Mary Baker. Hi, love. What's up, Baker? <laughs> Baker's in the house. That, that was very Dorchester-esque of you. <laughs> I know it was. I told you, I'm just feeling a little weird today. It's just crazy. I don't know what, what my, my dealio is, but I am Yeah, feeling, you're a little hyper. I am. I don't even know why. But. It's because Castle Island's open and you're not there at Sullivan's. What's that? I said it's because Castle Island is open and you're oh, not down at that Sullivan's. Might be it. That might be it. They I got go the get best hot dog. hot dog. Yeah. Best hot dog. That's what I'm doing True tomorrow. That. I get weighed in tomorrow. Soft serve ice cream. When I leave there, I'm going to get myself a hot dog and an ice cream. And best hot dog in the summertime, kid. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a special guest with us tonight. We have Lauren with us. Say your last name, Coburn. It's Coburn, yes. Coburn, yes. We have Lauren Coburn with us tonight. She is our intern. And Mary, why don't you do me a favor and do a little introduction and in how Lauren came our way. And I'm going to get her a microphone. Okay, I will do that. Um, So Lauren is a Pembroke senior and Pembroke High School is doing um, like a work study program. So Lauren reached out to us and said, hey guys, I'm interested in business mark. Is it business marketing? What do you do? What are you doing when you go to college? So I'm majoring in business administration and minoring in marketing. So I had business marketing. I kind of just (laughs) melded them together. Um, Yes. um, Well, yeah. uh, I'm crying about that one. Um, Anyways, so um, Lauren reached out to us and she was like, hey guys, I'm interested in doing this. And um, I think it's awesome that Pembroke offers this senior work study program considering, you know, I went to a parochial school and this was nothing that was ever in our wheelhouse. But I think the real hands-on experience that these kids are able to learn, especially- We didn't have a cafeteria. We did not. We didn't have a gymnasium or a cafeteria or anything like that. Um, But they're able to learn some real life experience and also- senioritis and senior fatigue is a real thing like the last semester. So I think it's great. How are you liking everything? 
I'm loving it. I'm loving being out of school and actually being able to experience what I'm going to college for. So it's great. And you're so willing to do everything all the time. You're like, this is awesome. Just sitting in the car with me as I'm driving around pointing like little silly things out. Well, Mary has some good stories. (laughs) She's been everywhere. In a good way, people in a good way. (laughs) Um, But so we're so thankful. Yeah, I like that. Um, We're so thankful to have Lauren with us and she's going to be a huge help. We have some fun projects that she's going to be doing and we're going to help her build like a little portfolio for her projects. So we're taking pictures of her wherever she's going. She's our realtor in training. (laughs) Very, very true. Um, So on um, the topic of Pembroke High School in general, we do just want to, um, it's a sad time that in Pembroke High School, we lost some near and dear people to our community, um, some young adults. And I do not know, I can't, I can't I'm going to butcher the family's names, but Hickey and Bellini. Hickey and Bellini. So um, our deepest condolences to the Hickey and Bellini family um, for your loss. And, you know, the whole Pembroke community is hopefully you can feel the love and everybody's rallying around you guys um, to kind of get through this together. So just wanted to say that real quick. Yeah. And if you are a member of Pembroke Connect and you live in Pembroke or even in the surrounding towns, there is somebody I spoke with Donna Bagney, who is a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate yesterday. Um, She notified me about a post that was on uh, Pembroke Connect. So I pinned it to the top. Um, there's somebody here in Pembroke who are making the Pembroke strong signs. Um, I believe they're $15 and all the proceeds are going to, um, the families. Um, so if you want to purchase those signs and put them, put them up, um, you know, we, we will have one here at, um, Boston Connect. I know Donna already purchased one for us. Um, we're having four here. I ordered, I just ordered four. Okay. Well, we're going to have a bunch here, uh, too. Uh, so make sure that you, uh, put one on your lawn too. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll take one. <laughs> um, but so with that said, um, tonight we are talking about, right? We are talking about setting expectations for buyers and sellers in today's incredibly intense market. Do you think that's a good title, Mel? Yeah. So I know you uh, you said earlier level-headed and I went to Sharon and I said, should we change it? Because I was looking up different synonyms to level-headed and I just didn't like any of the words. So she's the one who came up with setting expectations. Um, so yeah, we're doing a, we're going to be talking about setting expectations for sellers and buyers in today's intense market. And we're going to sort of explain why it is an intense market. Um, I think we, we have done a show before about, um, you know, words that you hear all the time in real estate and what a hot market means. And we're sort of going to get into that tonight. Um, but, but I don't know, I, I think we should just jump right into it. I know Sharon's doing something over there on the board, but let's just jump right into it. Um, you know, we focused a lot on buyers last week. So let's switch it up a little bit and start off with sellers. So what are some of the, uh, you know, expectations that you guys are setting for your sellers when it comes to showings and open houses? So this is a property that is already on the market. Um, so, so, or even conversations that you're having before you go on the market. So what, what sort of expectations are you giving your sellers, um, when it comes to showings and open houses? So one of the things that, um, you know, the reason why I wanted to do this show is because as the broker of Boston Connect Real Estate, I get the opportunity to talk to all of our agents, you know, throughout the week and over the weekend, I was talking to a couple of them and agents who are generally pretty, 
I won't use that word level-headed. <laughs> so <laughs> generally pretty much in control. We're literally out of control. And I had given an instance last weekend where I felt the same way about Mary and mm. Mary was literally out of control. And it just made me sort of think about what's going on. And I asked this, you know, one agent that I was talking to was actually Trish Flynn uh, from the Flynn team. You know, I was like, well, what's going on? And she's just like, I'm just so frustrated because, you know, they have uh, several buyers, but some, for some reason or another, agents, when they're putting a house on the market, instead of letting there be multiple showings and multiple people going through the house and then having an open house, not having it set up with appointments, they get very frustrated. Mm -hmm. and, well, they, they are accepting offers. We're calling them bully offers. And um, a bully offer is when somebody puts in an offer, let's just say a house is on the market for 500,000 and you go and show your client day one, you send me an offer that night and say, all right, I'm going to give you $600,000, but I want you to give me an answer by, you know, 10.05 tonight, right? I mean, I got it to you at 10 and I want an answer at 10.05. Yeah, yeah, you got it to me at 10 and you want an answer at 10.05. And what we're calling those are bully offers, which is coined from one of our agents here, uh, Kristen Hall who's also a full-time agent. And what is happening is people are getting excited. I mean, 100,000 is sort of, you know, over the top for me to say that. So let it, me just say- Is it though? Well, at the end of it all, no, but some are coming in at 10 to 15, um, 10 to 15, like thousand um, on their offers. Maybe like, oh, I think that this is a good offer. And they're coming in, you know, maybe even 25,000. And then the seller is so excited. The seller's like, oh my gosh, I have my house on the market for 500. Someone's willing to offer me 525 if I take their offer tonight. Sellers, listen to me closely. <laughs> I wish we had some music. So I'm going to say it again. Sellers, listen to me closely. If that buyer does not buy your home, which they will, somebody else will. And, and they'll pro you're probably going to get more. Mm -hmm. So if you wait until like a deadline, you will get more offers. Everybody wants what everybody else wants. But honestly, we have to start making this game a little fair, fairer, fairer, more, more fair. fair, more fair for everybody involved. And my, I'm a very strong listing agent, right? Mm -hmm. I just feel like we're doing it right, Mary and Melissa, right? Melissa already started doing our, we've already gotten two phone calls on a house that we haven't even started inputting into MLS yet. <laughs> like we're just so like, we have four new listings coming on this week yeah. and we don't take that first offer. We don't accept offers until they're all in. Well, so I wouldn't even say that we don't accept that first offer. What we don't, what we don't accept or we don't um, deviate from is the deadlines that we set, the deadlines that we put in our, um, or the, even the expectations that we set for the other agents. So for the buyer's agents out there, when we are the listing agents, we set very defined expectations as to how we're going to handle um, all of our offers and how we're going to handle our showings. And we don't deviate from that. And I think that's what makes it different mm -hmm. than maybe and some others. Out I have there. to tell you too, is I think that all the agents really appreciate like we are having some great conversations with the agents. Can we just get me on? Mm -hmm. um, we're having great conversations with the agents because the first thing I'll say to them is, and I like to talk to everybody that's going through our houses, just so we can tell them a little bit more about it and you know see if they have any extra questions and all of that. But I always say to them, you have my word that I am not going to accept an offer before the deadline. So 
they really like that. And they're like, you, you do it so fair. So what we usually do is try to come on the market by Wednesday, like by five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have showings all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, Sunday open house, and maybe a couple sporadic showings after Sunday until about five o'clock. And then we want all the showings in, I mean, all the offers in by Monday. But I just have to tell you sellers, because <laughs> I'm talking directly to the sellers and I want to talk to the agents. I know we had this conversation at our office meeting and, you know, one of our agents brought up, well, with COVID, with COVID, with COVID. All right. The majority of people right now are vaccinated. And if if somebody is that worried about COVID, they shouldn't be out looking at an open house. They should have a private showing. Mm -hmm. Right. And if your seller is worried about COVID, then they're better off to be out of the house. (laughs) Go away for the weekend. Oh, I, I literally, I put that on our list. You did? Go somewhere fun. Yeah. Just, just get out of town. Mm-hmm. Let us do our thing. Yep. And then we'll, we'll make sure everything's locked up yeah. and we'll wash everything down. Mm-hmm. We're very COVID conscious, conscious, but conscience, conscience, conscious. Well, we'll, and we give, when we have our listings, what we do is we give um, hand sanitizer. We make everybody take a squirt of hand sanitizer. Then we give everybody a wipe and we just say, as you're walking through the house, please feel free to take your time. Well, mm-hmm. Again, I say this every single week. I cannot buy a pair of shoes on Zappos in 15 minutes sitting on my living room couch with a fire and a glass of Chardonnay. Like, okay. I don't, don't even drink Chardonnay. You know, I was going to say, you don't drink I don't white drink Chardonnay. wine. I don't drink white wine at all. I looked right, you like, right in the eyes and I was like, I don't drink that. Looked me right in the eyes and lied. <laughs> I'm like, nope. I drink Chianti, but I couldn't get it out of my mouth. I haven't had it in a long time. Well, I don't know how. But I've also lost 11 pounds. So anyways, um, so that's my spiel. Mm-hmm. Any other, any other advice? Showings, open houses? Mm. I think I mean I have more, but I'm always talking. I talk too much. <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> you are in a different world today. You're in a different realm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, I think that's probably the probably the number one mm-hmm. is just trusting the maybe trusting the process, trusting the process to really or or trusting your hired professional to do what they do best. And at the end of the day. Um, relying mm-hmm. on those deadlines and and kind of going Can I interrupt? Why? Because I mean, I, I feel like the sellers are listening. Can I? I just did. So, and Lauren's I talk like, too much, but I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> but honestly, I do feel the sellers are listening to the advice of their agents. So who should we be talking to right now? I, I would say it's probably like 50-50. Yeah. So, I mean, at least we're getting the word out to the sellers because again, there's a lot of great agents on this on the South Shore and we're everywhere that we're listing. So if they're not using us and they're using somebody else, maybe this will give them some insight and they can talk to their agent about the strategy that Mm -hmm. we use that seems to be working very well for us. And it seems fair to the buyers who are, they're scrambling and I feel so bad for them right now. It's providing multiple opportunities for access to the house. Yes, I think it is very important. Yes, and on the flip side, I mean, if you have four days where you can see it, you have an open house is your fifth day, you know, the offers are due the next day. I mean, how how much time do you give people to look at it? I mean, that I feel like is very generous in this market is five days. You have five mm-hmm. days to see this property. Any any serious buyer is looking, refreshing their Mm-hmm. their browser every 10 seconds, you know, so <laughs> know, if you don't see on. it in five days, yep. you're not a serious buyer. Mm-hmm. That's exactly I have a how question I for you, <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> if you were out there 
buying a house like you're going to be right out of college. <laughs> um, <clears throat> would you, do you think that you would be able to purchase a home after seeing it for 15 minutes in a showing? I personally don't think I would be able to do that. Like what Sharon said, I can't even sit and buy a pair of shoes after looking for 15 minutes. I think long and hard about these things Mm -hmm. and probably longer than I should be. But (laughs) no, not in 15 minutes. So you're going to have buyer paralyzation. Yeah, well, and that's coming from, you know, but that's coming from a high school senior Mm -hmm. that knows better. So here are some of the questions I keep on getting asked is, you know, one, are we in a bubble? When is it going to crash? We'll get into that. I have some statistics on it. And then the other question is, you know, is there more inventory that's going to be coming on? You know what I mean? Like these are just the common questions that we're hearing all Mm -hmm. the time. And we don't have all of the answers, but we do know that we have four new listings coming on this week. So um, by the end of the show, we'll let you know about those. But if you are uh, listening to our show tonight on WATD, thank you for joining us on your ride home. Or if you're just sitting, I don't know, in your backyard, enjoying a glass of Chianti. Chianti. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Give us a call. Uh, Ben is in the studio, 781-837-4900. We would love to hear what your thoughts are are like, what are you hearing? What's the word on the street, so to speak, um, about what's going on in the real estate market? And um, do you think it's a good thing or if it's a bad thing? And um, if you call with a question or yeah. if you call with just some something, just, just something, something about real estate, we want to hear from you. So we have all these gift cards we were talking about, not gift cards, but like little coupon cards uh, that we got from Pembroke Titans football. Um, Sharon purchased them to for us to give away. They're sort of like coupons. You can, I don't know, there's Station 8, there's 550 Tavern, Lucky Dogs on here, McDonald's, mm-hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings, all those fun places. Um, so you can get some, some money off. Yeah. So you can save some more for your house when yes. you purchase it. And you just said s'more and I want chocolate. S'more? And, well, some you more. said s'more, some more, oh. and made me think of s'mores because that's where my head is today. Yes, s'mores are five points on Weight Watchers. <laughs> Good. Uh, I was going to say something else about calling us. Oh, you can also go on to Facebook Live. You can send us questions that way or um, just like Tom Brady does, I give out mine. 781-294-4848 is my cell phone number. So you can text me any questions you may have or just comments or concerns or what are your thoughts on everything that's going on in the real estate market. We'd love to hear from you. Um, okay. Moving on from showings then. Uh, let's talk about offers. So the house is on the market. Showings already happen. Opening a house already happened. You get multiple offers. What are you What are you doing about deadlines? How are you setting them? Are you setting them? What, what's your strategy there? I would... So we definitely are setting them. Um, most often, so we we talked about it a little bit last week, um, getting away from Sunday deadlines um, for any and all offers to be submitted and in. And I think that Sunday and early Monday, I feel is almost a courtesy to the busy buyer's agent because if you're if you have a 5 p.m. deadline on a Sunday, if there's a buyer's agent who has one listing or multiple buyers, they're out that weekend with that those multiple buyers. It's near impossible to kind of gather everything together to satisfy um, all of your clients. So we typically have a Monday, uh, a Monday deadline, Monday at 12, Monday at two, Monday at five. And we've been pushing it out later and later just because I think that watching you the other day and then met myself a couple of weeks ago, putting an offer in for you and you're like, you know, you have these deadlines. And here's the other thing too is, 
it isn't fair to have a deadline on a Sunday. It really truly isn't because if somebody comes, let's say somebody has a showing on Saturday and then they come back for a second showing on Sunday during the open house, then they decide they want to put in an offer. Well, buyer's agents, from what I can see, the fatigue is real because Mary, you generally, I mean, one of the things that I love about our team is, is that we have such tender, loving care with all of our buyers, but we're doing a lot of research and we're doing a lot of stuff for them as well in the back end. So it's nice just to be working with a few at a time, but now since their offers aren't getting accepted and new buyers are coming to us, now you're overloaded with buyers and that's what is happening to everybody. But for instance, that one house that you asked me to put in and the deadline was Sunday at five. And I'm like, okay, like it's quarter of five and all I have is the internet. So there's no one for me to talk to at town hall. Yeah, there's. I literally was scrambling to get as much information as I could. And I found out that the house was a three bedroom septic and it was being inaccurately marketed as, yeah, a, four as a four bedroom. So, you know, and I'm just so glad that we were able to find that information out and without the town hall being open, but you know what sellers make it fair. You don't want buyer remorse either. So if Monday at four, I think is a good time. I have a theory about Sunday um, deadlines. I think that Sunday offer deadlines um, probably indicates that they already have an offer. That like maybe they're moving it up. They something. already have an offer. Like one of our agents, Matt Mahoney, he was in today. Um, I was helping him put in his new listing um, in Falmouth. And he was telling me, oh yeah, I showed a property over the weekend. They wanted, they had a Sunday night offer deadline. And I really just had to like talk my buyers off the ledge. Like I I truly felt as though they were being rushed. And my first reaction, my response to him was, oh, they probably already had an offer like that. Like they didn't have an offer deadline beforehand, but then they put in an offer deadline. So I think that maybe, you know, agents are feeling pressured, like the bully offers, they're they're feeling pressured to do an offer deadline if they didn't already or move it up. Um, That's sort of good. You you definitely come up with these little like bursts of like wisdom that like make me sit back and think because I mean, but tell the people, tell our listeners why you came to that conclusion though is because they probably got an offer that gave them a deadline. Yeah. So the offer, you explain that. Yeah. So, you know, the offer deadline, say you put in an offer for a buyer as, as an agent on a Friday night, you might only give a 24 hour turnaround time and, and maybe, you know, they don't get another offer within that 24 hours and they might feel pressured to accept that offer. Yep. Um, but, you know, having a, is this where you're going with that? Yeah, question? well, um, I would think that if they put the offer in on Friday, they would probably say like, you know, an hour after the open house is over. Yeah, um, yeah, that happens. Or they don't even, some don't even care about the offer deadlines. So like part of my role on the team is, you know, when you get multiple offers, I'm looking through them. And part of the offer that I look for is to see when the, when it expires. So if it expires before the deadline or when I know you are presenting the offers to the seller, I let you know. And um, sometimes I let the the agent that put in the offer know and just say, Hey, do you want to extend it? Because it'll be expired by the time, like <laughs> we, we set an offer deadline for, for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, in the past, probably six or eight months, you mm. did get, try to get bullied into mm-hmm. accepting an offer. I love that. Um, Bring it on. Uh, um, and at this point, I feel like we can sit enough time has passed. It was a laughable offer, <laughs> 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 you know? Uh, so it was, it was just not, 
you know, mm-hmm. not not com- competitive with the other yeah. ones. Um, but uh, it was just, uh, it was a bully offer. So, um, and you know, too, I think, you know, giving more time, you know, when agents will sometimes like, let's just say you put in an offer, there's a deadline, you know, that it's going to be on Monday. If you put your offer in on Saturday or Sunday or whatever, and you can always call us back on Monday and mm-hmm. say, how many offers did you get? So if your client is like, oh, when I first put my offer in, there were only three offers on the table. So that was my strategy. But now I know that there are 10 offers on the table. Maybe I want to change that strategy. So, well, even like one of the properties recently when it was the first offer, um, that came in and we had spoke about it briefly, but um, I noticed, I think it came in on like a, either a Thursday or a Friday, but the the deadline was Tuesday. So it gave that many days. And my first reaction was, wow, they're pretty confident. Like that, yep. that like, yeah, we will give you till Tuesday because we know that this is a great offer. Mm-hmm. So and that was the offer that was accepted. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Something, so the the agent who's setting that deadline as a Sunday, and getting the bully offer and kind of giving into the bully offer just shows, in my opinion, as a buyer's agent, just shows me that they don't know how to navigate or mm-hmm. have that tough conversation, one with their seller and about setting expectations and know this is how we're going to handle things and being the professional in that situation. Same thing with the other agent who is the bully in mm-hmm. that scenario. They don't know how to have the conversation and say no and say, thanks, but no thanks. So we're going to, this is how we're going to handle it. And we're not mm-hmm. going to be pushed into um, anything else. Yeah. That's well, one of the things personal. too is, you know, from again, and Lauren, just so you know, like Mary tends to work with the buyers. I tend to work with a lot of the listings. I mean, even though we do everything together, so we are very able to bounce things off of each other. And then Melissa is like sort of our person that keeps us sort of grounded <laughs> for sure. But, you know, I think that it, having these tough conversations is really important. And I do think that one thing as a listing agent, when I get bully offers, believe me, if you put in an offer and change your deadline, I make note of that in my notes that like, okay, this guy tried to do a bully offer. Because I think it shows a lot of who you are as well as a buyer. Because to me, you're just coming off as nobody else in the world matters but me. I want a house. Well, there are 15 other people that want this house too. But that's desperation. I know and desperate that, people do desperate things, but I'm just telling you how I feel. I, see, I, you're talking as a buyer's agent. But it is. I just, I see it like, <laughs> consistently, I can, I mean, I I waited an hour and a half to get into a home in Plymouth over the weekend, an hour and a half. And I was there at 945 and the open house started at 10 Mm -hmm. and the line is down and around the corner. For what reason? That's what I don't understand. First of all, so that's, that's, but that's where the anticipation from a buyer is Mm -hmm. like, no. And their offer deadline was a two was Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, and there, I know they got offers saying like, Hey, just, just accept me. Just look at me. Just let mm-hmm. me be good. And let me be good enough mm-hmm. to not put me through this anymore. Yeah. I can't think of a, a time where at least recently um, where you've had to go back to a buyer's agent and say, Hey, like we're, we're, we're not going to look at offers before the deadline. So if you'd like to change your offer deadline, you mm-hmm. know, feel free. I, I can't remember a time where the agent has said, Oh no, that's okay. We're going to move on. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny is because somebody, somebody did try and somebody tried that. that with me and he said, well, Sharon, I just want to let you know, like my client, you know, is going to be putting an offer in on another property. And I was like, well, 
that's yeah, I hope that he gets it. But if he doesn't, you can let me know if he wants to put an offer in on this house again, if he wants to change his deadline. That is not what you said. What did I say? <laughs> you said, it's great that your client has so many options. Oh, yeah, I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> and I just died. I was like, oh my God. Well, I know it's not true. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why I know it's not true. I've been doing this for 20 years. I literally was up at four o'clock this morning thinking about all of this like stuff. It just, it, it's constant, right? This is how I know he was lying to me that his client had options because from, okay, April 20th, 2020 compared to April 20th, 2021. Should we have a contest? If you guys, you should, did you look? Well, um, I, let's go around. I want you to generally. guess. All right. Mel, how many houses were on the market? Single family houses were on the market April 20th, 2021 in Plymouth County during COVID. Um, 1,800. Nope. What's your guess? Uh, uh, 900. What's your guess? I have no idea. <laughs> She's like, I'm a senior in high school. Um, 848. Oh, <laughs> I was very wrong. I, I really thought that you wrote 1800. That's why. <laughs> nope, I didn't. All right. So, and then how many do you think are on the market April 20th, 2021? Oh, I think I might get this one right. Go ahead. 300. Okay. Around 300. Oh, see, I was going to say 350. No, 354. No. <laughs> 303. 303. So close there. So that's a difference of 545 homes. So think about that. Why do you think that we're getting 15 offers on properties right now that are at asking or above is because there is no inventory, but we're starting to see things turn around. Well, I was having a, a conversation with Tracy Grady. Again, she is a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate. And she was telling me how she has a buyer, um, you know, they're looking in the 600s. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, there's absolutely nothing. Like, there's nothing in the towns that they're looking at. I'm like, could you imagine having a bank be like, you know, I'll give you $600,000 and not being able to purchase anything with it. That's insane. I know. And well, that's the thing too, is like the rates are so good. And, And here's another reason why the inventory is so low is one with COVID. So we've sort of talked about this until it's coming out of my eyeballs, I guess. But, you know, people aren't moving anymore because you know what, if I'm an empty nester and I have the four bedroom colonial and now my husband and I are both working from home, I'm telling you right now, I'm not sitting at the kitchen counter with you, just staring at you all day. So you can have Johnny's room and I'll have Molly's room and we're going to be, actually, those are kids' clients. We have clients with their kids named Johnny and Molly. Isn't that funny that I just came up with that? So if Nicole is listening, hello. Um, So, um, you know, that's why they're not selling those houses. But the other thing is interest rates are ridiculously low right now. So people are refinancing and they're like, I'm just going to stay here because you know what? If I, someone told me they got, they refinanced, it was that computer guy, Mike. I mean, our printer guy, Mm -hmm. I got a guy. Um, So 2%, Yeah, he refinanced for 2% for 15 years. Mm -hmm. So why would you leave? Even if you had a, if you even if you had a great big house, that's like money for free. So people aren't moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So let me just, I'm going to give you a town. Okay. Maybe we we'll only have, have about 15 minutes left. All right. Well, we'll have a contest. Okay. So um, this will be for. Should I do the town of Situate? Situate. So what town should I do? Situate, Marshfield, or Pembroke? Do Situate only because of what we heard from. Uh, oh yeah, Paul from McCray Paul last, McCray last week. Okay. Sorry, I just cut you off again. Jeez, I'm so bad. Um. Okay. So, in the town of Situate. 
I need two guesses. Your first guess is how many houses do you believe single family homes were on the market April 20th, 2020? And how many single family homes are on the market right now, April 20th, 2021? Okay. 781-837-4900. Look, someone here just said, Teresa Roth, she just refinanced for 2.25. Now, now we know Teresa's house now coming on the market, right? I mean, come (laughs) on. She says not leaving. Exactly. So Um, 781-837-4900. We're having a little contest here tonight. So we'll give you a Dunkin' Donuts card or we'll give you something. $25 gift card or one of the Pembroke um, football things that we have here for um, coupons. Coupons. The question again, you want to ask it? (laughs) What was it? How many houses on our market in situate? In 2000, up to today, so April 20th, uh, 2020, compared to April 20th, 2021. Yeah, so give us both numbers, what you think it is. 781-837-4900. Okay. Mm. Okay. We Um, have to remember to come back to that at the end to to release this information. That's going to be your job, intern. Um, Don't let us forget. (laughs) Oh, we have one from my mom. She guessed, but I don't know if that... You have to call. I keep telling you, you got to (laughs) call. Call, mom. Um, (laughs) All right, let's move on to buyers, okay? So uh, advice for buyers, don't be discouraged by the lack of inventory. Don't fall in love. Don't fall in love right away. Ease into it. Usually when you fall in love right away, it doesn't... You know, I had a couple questions in here that I wanted to sort of ask Mary that are just... I just want to, you know, just I want you to be transparent to everybody because that's what I want to know. My question is, are you transparent to buyers when you're talking to them and, you know, they're excited about buying a house and how... I I mean, it's awful. Like, how do you deflate them? (laughs) How do you get them to be realistic? Well, actually, so I actually don't feel as if our buyers have a problem being realistic in this market from from a sales price standpoint. I think we do have a lot of very level-headed buyers who are unwilling to compromise on their wants, needs, desires, overpay for a property. They they are um, thinking long-term, which I think is super, super important for buyers right now, just given you know, if you're if you're going to pay a hundred thousand dollars over asking for you know a three bedroom ranch that you're going to grow out of in five years, well, I mean that might not be the smartest decision. But mm-hmm. if you're going to pay a hundred thousand dollars over asking for the forever house or the house that you plan or in the area that you plan on keeping your roots, you have the ability to expand, you have longevity in the house. That's a different conversation. So mm-hmm. um, when it comes to transparency, I think I border on um, probably too transparent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even one of our buyers one time, I mean, we were out in Marshfield and the house was listed. It's a two bedroom bungalow listed for 440. Um, And the buyer looked me um, dead in the eyes and he goes, Mary, do you like this house? I go, um, no, I don't. There's there's actually, but it's not about me. It, mm-hmm. it is not about me and what I like, what I want, what I need. However, mm-hmm. the better question is, do I think it's a sound investment for you? Mm-hmm. And my answer is still no. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and that's the thing that I feel, I just feel we're in a tough place right now because I just don't like that anyone's making this biggest financial decision probably of their life, you know what I mean? One of, right. Mm -hmm. That 
they're going to settle. I mean, what would be worse than settling? I just picture when the market wasn't like this and we were working with buyers and, you know, they were sort of iffy about it. They didn't have the same pressure, but I just don't want to picture my clients that first night laying in bed, staring at the sailing saying, what did I just do? I, no, a hundred percent. And I think that's the biggest um, consideration for buyers, right? And I actually, I don't know that I actually see a lot of buyers settling for things that they don't want. I think the areas that they're expanding their horizons and searching to has definitely gotten greater and keeping your, um, keeping your criteria or your search area vast will definitely help you get your offers accepted quicker because you're just, you have that much more inventory to choose from. Um, but they're definitely, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a economist, but I don't see any world. In you know, where, I love my economy. <laughs> I don't see any world in where some of the things that we're seeing get accepted does not equate to overpaying. Mm-hmm. But in the long term, if you're overpaying to stay there, then I mean, you, you'll sell it in 20, 30 years mm-hmm. and probably forget what you paid for it. Yeah. Can I squirrel for a minute? Sure. I don't have it, but I did print it. It was on, on, did you print things? Did you grab things off of your printer that I had? I gave it to you. Oh, you did? It, I don't know where it is. Oh, maybe it's on my desk still. We have about 10 minutes left. All right. But I just want to say that the from Housing Wire, the number one Googled search right now. Are we oh, in a bubble? One, yeah, yeah, it is. It's oh. when is the bubble that like, are we in a bubble right now? Two, it's up 2,940% in the last month that that's wow. how many times that's been 2, searched 940 percent yes oh. percent 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 that's not crazy. times percent so there you go everybody's thinking about it um if you have any it's questions topic. yep you have a few more minutes to call us 781-837-4900 uh we still have that contest out there lauren do you want to ask them the question again <laughs> so from last april 2020 to this april 2021 how many houses do you think were on the market compared to each other? Yeah, awesome. So in situate. In situate, in the town yes. of situate. Yep. 781-837-4900. All right, let's give our final thoughts for buyers because we do have four new listings coming on that we want to give a little bit of a sneak peek because mm-hmm. uh, some of them will be coming on the market tomorrow. So final thoughts when it comes to setting expectations for buyers. Don't, uh, so we'll say, we're repeat, don't get, get discouraged by your offers not getting accepted. Use every rejection as a way to re-strategize yourself and better position yourself and learn how you can be the best version of you because you mm-hmm. can't change what anybody else does. And and don't, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a um, dating app. Yep. <laughs> well, Almost. and then you also said Maybe. when we talked about this to just continue to save, like save, because yeah. you'll have that much more money, right? Yep. In between your offers getting accepted. So, um, and we'll put up little tidbits, right? So you can come up with your, the third one there. Because mine was, yeah, don't, I, I don't want to sound like Eeyore. And honestly, I'm on the best side of this whole scenario as a listing <laughs> agent, right? So you know, I'm the Isn't one. It great to be you <laughs> yeah. over there. But it is, I am, I'm very empathetic. So I'm feeling what's going on out there. And mm-hmm. I just want more houses for people to be able to buy. But, you know, just, you know, find out. I always suggest, you know, call, have your agent call the agent that had the listing and just ask what could of my client have done better mm-hmm. or what were the circumstances that caused my client's offer not to get accepted. And for every single one of the offers that we get on any of our properties, 
I call every single agent. You, you've listened to me, right? In my mm-hmm. office, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry to tell you this. It's really, you know, it's just this, this is what I would have done differently, or this was the reason why. So use that information to make your next one better if you can. Yeah. And as the buyer's agent, if that information is shared with you, share it with your buyer too, you know? Uh, I mean, yeah. Even when we had um, Mary's buyer, Renee, on, um, you know, she said, you know, when we lost out on properties, you know, we were almost glad to know that it wasn't because of a few dollars. Mm -hmm. Um, We were, you know, we found out that it's because we didn't waive our home inspection or we didn't waive our... um, any of the other contingencies, whatever. So, and how do you feel about people waiving <clears throat> contingencies like that to get the house? It's just silly. Yeah. Somebody to told me lately. today that they actually believe it's the only way that buyers can get their properties accepted. And I think that's so sad. And it's so true. That is so sad. But you know what else is true is that we used to have a neighbor over on Susan <laughs> Street, uh, the Curtain House. Um, I'm sorry, I forget her name. Uh, me too. Okay. Well, <laughs> the, uh, we used to have a neighbor over at the Curtain House uh, when we were at Brick Kiln. But now she has moved over to uh, Columbia Road, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So she's near... Uh, the, BBC. Um, the BBC. So it's 15 Columbia Road, right on Route 53 here in Pembroke. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten you yeah. know plenty of things there uh, for the office, for homes, clients' gifts, everything. So yeah. um, if you look like nice, I stopped in there the other day. Yeah. And now like oh, I have just a brain freeze. I cannot remember her name for the life of me for some reason. But anyways, it will come to me at some point. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. So now we have uh, four new listings coming on. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun. Why don't we uh, go down that? So we did a little sneak peek today. Uh, we have three coming on in Pembroke, one coming on in Marshfield. They're all coming on this week in the next three days. Um, all open houses will be this weekend. Where do you want to start? And then another one, I think next week coming on in Plymouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start with my adorable, adorable um, little bungalow that yeah. we have a one bedroom bungalow here um, in Pembroke, right on, it's right on Mattachusa Street, but the, the beauty is, is it's right on Fern. Pond, uh, which is a fully recreational pond. Really, really nice. Um, beautiful back deck. You're, you can fish off your back deck. It's just amazing. I was over there a couple Saturdays ago sitting at the and I was like, I don't want to leave, <laughs> but they didn't invite me to stay. So <laughs> I think they're never going to live this down now. <laughs> so I had to go. Um, it was getting awkward for me, you know. <laughs> so, so for no. hanging out a little later on yeah. Sunday. But it is a one bedroom um, uh, property. It's uh, just so adorable. And it's going on the market for $325,000. Uh, and like I said, it's fully recreational and it's right next to the ramp. So you can bring your canoes if you have a little boat, if you have water, uh, a jet ski, any of that, you're right next to the ramp so you can get right into the water and the lucky dog is right there and I got to tell you that Saturday I was hanging out the band was out and it was like I was on vacation and what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to try to find out who the band is this coming Sunday I'm doing the open house one to three and I'm gonna I want to text them so when people come in I'll say hey do you want to make a request for a song and then I'm going to try to text the DJ or the band (laughs) and see if they'll play the songs okay (laughs) so that's one I have coming on Mary you want to go next um, so we have another colonial coming on on um, it's uh, on Rebecca Road in Pembroke. It's fourteen Rebecca Road. It's gonna it's a four bedroom, two and a half bath. Um, it's very very spacious on the interior. You got like 
the master bedroom is absolutely ginormous. Um, takes up over the whole entire garage. Um, very well maintained. It's younger. It's probably built 2003. Um, and that will be coming on probably tomorrow for 725. And open house on Sunday? And open house on Saturday, actually. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but so that one will be coming on this week. All right, perfect. And then I have another um, three-bedroom colonial. Actually, it's a three-bedroom colonial with a four-bedroom septic. Important people. Yes, very important, which means that you could add another room if you chose to. And that is going to be on 25 Hazelwood Drive Road Drive in Pembroke. And that is coming on the market. Again, it's a three-bedroom, has a nice um, room off the side. It has a room off the back. It was probably a porch at one time um, that they use as a little playroom. Uh, two car garage and hardwood floors throughout, and that is coming on the market for six seventy five. And again, that is twenty five Hazelwood. I will be there on Sunday from ten to twelve, so you can come and see me before you start uh, doing all your Sunday errands. Nice, nice. And we have one more. One more. Um, we have uh, 668 Main Street in Marshfield. It is a three bedroom raised ranch. Um, it's coming on for four thirty-five, dollars um, and we'll be doing open houses only. And this is abnormal from what we typically do, but we'll be doing open houses um, on Saturday and Sunday, both days, um, possibly even extended given the time frames. So I think we're going to do one to three both days. Um, but it's a very, it's a very, very private lot, which I, I love. It's all wooded in the backyard um, and updated kitchen. Um, It'll be cute. It's a nice. Oh, it has one car garage. How much is that coming up for? Three, uh, four thirty-five. Four thirty-five, and then um, I have something else coming on. I won't give the exact address yet because we're just in the process. I uh, was informed that they are going to hire me and you yay, yay. and you and you, and um, that is a four-bedroom colonial with a two-car garage in uh, Plymouth. Um, it was built in 1968, and I remember that because it's old like me. No. <laughs> um, but that is coming on the market for 450. So we have lots of good things coming on the market. Um, lots of good things coming on for Boston Connect as well. So you mm -hmm. can uh, follow us on Facebook at Boston Connect, uh, and you can also find us on McMara Broker Team. And yep. what else? Phone numbers and BostonConnect.com seven eight one eight two six eight thousand. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.